Cora March watched her daughter pitting cherries for the pies. The apron Lillian had sloppily tied around her neck was stained and splattered with cherry bits, and her brown braids were loose and wispy. The worst was Lillian's hands. They were stained a bright red, the juice bleeding from her fingertips clear across her palms. It would mean an hour of scrubbing her small hands with the special soap she'd made to get the stink of fish off her husband. It meant more work for her. Always. Everything. More work for her. Still, they'd arrive to the picnic tomorrow with a beautiful pie, leaving an equally beautiful pie with the Millikens as payment. And Cora would wear her blue dress and a flower in her hair, and she would dance and sing and laugh again, She could feel the oncoming picnic, like the sun on her shoulders, heating her through. She felt like laughing now, even though Lillian was pitting the cherries all wrong. (sighs) You've put too many in, Cora said. You've got them all jammed in there. Lillian stirred the stuck cherries in the pitter's chute with the handle of a wooden spoon, trying to break things up. She'd stain the handle, too, only there'd be no getting that out with soap. Cora watched her turn the crank, and a pulverized cherry spat out of the metal mouth. It was such a beastly contraption, chewing and spitting that way. She'd rather pit cherries by smashing them with a knife and scooping out the pit. But the pitter was the way all the women were doing it now, and she had to be like all the other women, didn't she? There was no choice in that, not like men. They could be whomever they wanted. It's not clogged anymore, Lillian said, with a hint of triumph in her voice. Her voice ran like a ragged fingernail against Cora's spine. She looked at the bowl of pitted cherries and felt heat in her cheeks. The cherries were vile, pulverized, mashed up bits of goo. Lillian, she said. You're ruining them. I want these pies to be perfect, and they won't be like that. She gestured to the bowl and its gelatinous contents. But the cherries are inside, Mother. No one's going to see the inside of the pie. Cora's jaw clenched, tight with the words she wasn't saying. It was the inside that mattered most— Lillian was just too young to know this yet, but she'd learn. She took a deep breath. When you're done with that, I'll show you how to roll out the crust. I know how to roll the crust. Can't you do it? I'd like to go outside for a while. Outside. Outside. Always outside. Sometimes Cora thought Lillian wasn't a girl at all, but some kind of farm animal. Where was the daughter she'd envisioned? The one who was a proper lady and quiet and beautiful and stayed out of her way. What was the point? Why put so much effort into trying to train her right? Nothing in her life was the way she'd dreamed. Why should it be different for her daughter? Cora turned her back to her and marched across the small kitchen to sit at the window. The kitchen was the only room in the tiny house that had any kind of a view. We should have a view, she thought.
she looked out the window, searching past the trees and trying to see that thin strip of blue beyond the trees where the bay stretched. Did she see a line of blue? It might be the bay or just the horizon. When she looked out, sometimes she could picture she had the daughter she'd dreamed about, and the husband, and the life. Her hand toyed with the cameo at her throat. Her lips stretched in a thin smile. If she was being honest, and she was always honest, she'd admit that the life she should have had didn't include a husband and a daughter at all. It had lights and stage dust and ghost lamps and applause. Her intended life, the life she deserved, had real passion. What she was living now was just a rehearsal.